Welcome to the Confessions of a Loveaholic podcast. Join me, your host, Emmy Hernandez, on a journey where we help women heal and find soulmate love to help rewire their brain and nervous system so healthy love is on the radar and it feels like home instead of heartbreak. Whether you've found your soulmate or your journey is just beginning, we'll explore the energy healing practices like meditation, yoga, and have straight talk about toxic addictions. You deserve safe love. Hey girl, welcome to this week's episode of The Fearless Mujer. I'm so excited that you're hanging out with me, that you're joining me for another cup of virtual cafecito. Hey, guess what? I'm so excited for this episode. I had the honor and the privilege of having an amazing mujer on the podcast. Let me tell you about my guest, okay? Her name is Kilsa Fort Martinez. She is a Latina therapist, speaker, and writer that specializes in helping women rebuild self-love and confidence after betrayal. For 30 years, Hilsa has helped hundreds of individuals navigate life transitions and create paths of resolution that have turned their lives around. She is a fierce advocate for women forging their own paths and living as their authentic selves. Hilsa seeks for her clients to renew a loving relationship with themselves by meeting them where they are emotionally and building a roadmap to wellness together from there. She's also the founder and CEO of Resolution Counseling Center, a private practice in Miami, Florida. Yes, I could not wait to have her on the podcast because she is truly amazing. She's an inspiration. I know that you are going to get so much value from our cafecito chat. And I was just so honored to be able to hear from her and just the wisdom that she has uh, as someone who is in the mental health field. So I knew that, you know, this would bless you and encourage you. And I can't wait for you to listen. Now, we talked a little bit about um, just putting yourself first, having boundaries. And of course, with a cafecito chat, we talk about a few different things. But we also talked about breaking free from cultural beliefs and baggage. So girl, it's going to be a good one. Please make sure that you share it with your amigas because like I always say, something powerful happens when we lift each other up and we got to look out for each other as sisters, as amigas. So you can actually um, know more about Hilsa. You can find out you know, who she is, what she's doing. And if you're in the area, maybe you could even meet her in person. I don't know, right? Um, but you can actually find her on IG at Tough Love Healer. So anyway, girl, it's going to be a good one. Can't wait for you to listen and make sure that you share it with your amigas. God bless. Hey girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine. Sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Hey, 
Hey girl, welcome to a new episode of the Fearless Mujer. I am so excited. I have an amazing mujer on the podcast today. Her name is Ilza. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. I hope I said your name right. Um, but I'm so excited. She's going to, you know, just bring us a word of encouragement. And I think it's really going to empower you. So I just want to welcome you to the Fearless Mujer podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Mikaela. I appreciate so much. So, um, yes, you did really great with my name. It's it's, <laughs> it's a complicated one. Uh, my name is Hilsa Fort Martinez, and I'm a marriage and family therapist um, down here in uh, Miami-Dade County, uh, Florida, and really excited to chat with you a bit about women. And Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. I think this having a, you know, mental health professional on the podcast is really going to open our eyes to show us like, why maybe we react a certain way or do certain things or why we are held back in life sometimes. So I just am so happy that you're here sharing your time because I believe everyone's time is valuable, but also sharing a virtual cup of cafecito with me. <laughs> so thank you so much. Um, so I guess if I could ask you um, in more about like yourself, what kind of made you want to become a therapist? Um, well, I have to tell you that it was a bit of a journey. Um, I am a, a child of an immigrant as well. Um, my parents are um, Cuban and came over in the early years of the revolution. And so for my parents who have lived more of their lifetime in the U.S. than they actually did in uh, Cuba, they considered themselves refugees, Michaela. You know, we were not immigrants, which to my parents meant we came here by choice, but rather they came here and this is what they had to, to do. And they had to basically decide to start over and create their life and all of that. And so my parents were both quite progressive for, for the late 50s, you know, uh, early 60s, um, in that education was super important. So we had to go to school and we had to get that. Um, and because of that, my father was able to redo both of my parents, but my father was able to redo his law career here. And so I was supposed to be an attorney. Wow. I was supposed to do what my father had planned for me. He had a path. We were here. He was mm, had been able to make it. And so that was what I was supposed to do. And I promise you, Mikaela, I tried, I really tried <laughs> to be an attorney, um, to really do that whole first generation thing of, you know, fulfilling those expectations. Um, but by my junior year in college, I really knew that that, that wasn't my path. And um, it was a struggle. It was a struggle to to disappoint, to disappoint my, my parents to an extent. Um, and although eventually my father came around to to understanding, my my calling was about really wanting to work with people just like he did. He always wanted to help people. My father was, you know, a public defender at heart kind of thing. He was that kind of a defense attorney. But I wanted to help them in a way that had that was more um, uh, really at soul level. Mm -hmm. And and so it took me into doing work with with uh, families and and mostly couples, as I really felt that you know many times that was the the initial piece of the of the family was kind of you know harboring that, and so it brought me into 
wanting to work from the marriage and family perspective, you know, of, of really helping people kind of come to a place of, you know, like, who am I and where am I going? And then over the years, I worked more and more with, with women in particular, because whether we like it or not, we are at the crux of the family. We are often the backbone of, of our families, whether we are a single nuclear family, but often as Latinas, we're part of an extended family. So I've worked with a lot of women, really helping them kind of come through places of transition. And so after almost 30 years, I still really like what I do. I still really love when somebody comes into kind of their own, so to speak. I love it. That's so incredible. Just the work that you're doing. And I can just sense your passion for, for helping women. And I think that in the culture where we compete and compare, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. so important to have women like yourself that really do care about those specifically, you said, like, who am I? Mm-hmm. And, you know, from what I've seen, especially for women who have grown up in dysfunction, who have experienced trauma, mm-hmm. or just like that brokenness of family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they sometimes cannot answer that question, like, who am I? Or they feel like they're selfish for even exploring, well, who do I want to be now? I'm whatever age and like, who do I want to be? I've been serving everyone else. So Mm -hmm. I just love that because one of the things about the fearless mujer is like, we all wear so many hats. We're all juggling. You're right. As Latinas, Mm -hmm. for me anyway, I was raised since a little girl, like you Mm -hmm. have to serve and you have to cook and this is your job because you're a girl. Um, So I think we can get lost in the caring for everyone else. So that being said, why is it important that as women, we, we take care of ourselves and we really make ourselves a priority? Well, I think I think you hit some really good points there when you said that. And a lot of us, I'm sure, as, as Latinas can really identify with that. That whole concept of pleasing others is um, ingrained. It's ingrained in, in all of us as women, but I would, I would venture to say that a lot of us as Hispanics, we even have, right, a saying for it, right? Mas madre que mujer, mm-hmm. all of these kinds of things that really emphasize to us what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to be the caretakers and that backbone of the family. And so when we try to talk about that, um, what, what I talk about a lot with my, with my clients, uh, my women clients, and even within couples and families, the, the assimilation, the trying to assimilate into American society, which at least has had more of that concept of, you know, independence and solo and, and all of those kinds of things, um, clashes oftentimes with us as, as Latinas. And that the idea of, taking care of ourselves means that we're being selfish, as you Mm -hmm. said. It means that we are uh, not focused on the greater good, on on that. And um, this is a concept that I I talk about with my clients all the time because it's one of the the directest lines that I have found over, over the years of burnout for us as women. Okay, Um, if we're trying to do both house and and work and in the U.S., we're supposed to do both and we're supposed to do both at one hundred and fifty percent. We're supposed to do both at one hundred and fifty percent, twenty four seven. 
So the expectation that hustle culture, as a, as a lot of your generation calls it now, you know, that go, 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 wow. that expectation is um, really contrary to how we are uh, wired and how we are created, that concept of being, you know, on all the time. So it's first a mindset that I talk with a lot of my um, clients and even and even some of my my friends. Um, it's a mindset of really having to um, shift away from being the popular one or being the good one or being the um, most accepted, like you're going to have to go rogue a little yeah. bit in our, <laughs> particularly our culture. I think I'll speak for our culture, but we're going to have to go rogue for a little bit where we start to set some gentle, as I call them, gentle, but firm boundaries where we start to learn how to do those lovingly, not in the midst of an anger. Okay. That's it. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore, but rather within a piece of really coming to a place of what, how are we going to do this long-term thing called life? You know, this whole marathon thing um, versus trying to just do short sprints. Okay. And that's the burnout concept. So for me, I, I start very much with the basics. How are we going to shift this mindset? How are we going to make this be okay for you? A, what small daily changes shifts really shifts because people get scared of the word change, you know, <laughs> little so shifts. It is. We get scared of change and change means, oh my gosh, but really just little shifts. What, what can I do on a daily basis that might be um, for me? It might just, it within the family, maybe it just means that, um, you know what? Uh, the baby cries five minutes more because, you know, I'm, I want to finish my cafecito. Mm-hmm. Then, then I'm going to get up. Maybe at work, it means that I chunk my emails and I look at them a couple of times a day instead of feeling obligated or responding to every single thing that bings on your computer. They could be small shifts, but mindset to me is the, is the important piece. Okay. Wow. Then the other piece that I really focus on, and this is really hard for, for a lot of us. I, I'm so happy to, to talk more and more with uh, women of your generation because it, it's, it's easier. It's, it's more acceptable, this concept that I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about. But in my generation, you got to be able to do 24-7, pedal to the metal, or you're just not good enough. Um, but I really talk to them about Really recognizing that rest, resting is a very uh, crucial part of this restoration piece that you work hard and you play hard as the the saying is, but that you really have to play. Mm. When I ask my clients, when was the last time you played? Many of them go silent for a while can't tell me what what is play what's been playful when was the last time they did and if they have children they'll associate it to that well you know I played a board game with uh with my daughter yesterday no 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 but when did you play wow you know so mindset and then really talking about how rest is not lazy or unproductive but rest is crucial for the resetting piece 
that's so it's a lot of resetting in our heads. Yeah. And I love, I, I just want to just touch on a few things. You said you're going to have to go rogue, which I think when you're, cause I, I look at it like breaking free from generational beliefs, right. Which mm-hmm. are, which are limiting beliefs as well, but you're literally going against what you've been taught, right. Or conditioned because that's mm-hmm. really what it is. But also I love that you mentioned boundaries because believe it or not, and I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen this, you've been, you know, in the mental health space for, for so long, but uh, for a lot of us, I say us, I include myself. We didn't even know what the heck that was. (laughs) And, you know, I, I have a 12 year old daughter and I try to like teach her about boundaries with friendships because I tell her like, you don't want to be my age. You know, I'm, almost 40, but I don't want her to try to figure boundaries out when she's my age. I want her to know them now. So I just, I just love that you touched on boundaries because I really feel like boundaries kind of flows into rest. Mm -hmm. You have to have the boundaries with your phone calls, with your emails, with um, whatever people want you to do or your business, right? You have to have those boundaries where you can say, it's me time right now. And I think for me, I just had this experience a few weeks ago where I felt very exhausted. Mm-hmm. I guess I finally sat down from a busy week. It was early in the morning. <laughs> it might've been last Monday. And I'm like, whoa, I feel, it was Friday actually. I'm like, whoa, I feel really tired. And I just said to myself, I need to listen to my body right now. I just need to lay down for however long, you know, mm-hmm. because I think as a mother, as someone who juggles, we don't listen to our body. So I just love that you touched on that because I think it's it's just so important. And coming from mm-hmm. someone as yourself um, who has so much experience working with people, I love that you just touched on that. Um, so speaking of cultural beliefs and baggage, uh, what are some ways that women can kind of break free from from what they've been taught, because you mentioned going rogue, right? Uh, I think for a lot of women, they feel this pressure to perform, right? To meet the mm. expectations that have been given to them. So just what can you kind of say to us about that? And, you know, at the at the end of the day, that becomes oftentimes the crux of my conversations with my clients is how... Um, in their unique circumstances, do they start to make space, really create the space and the time is, you know, a lot of times they'll say to me, well, you know, I mean, Elsa, you don't know, I, I barely have time to do what I'm supposed to do. And now you want me to, I don't know, read a book or, you know, <laughs> rest or, and I don't even have, and so it's again, the mindset, the idea that this is crucial, okay, and that the setting aside your the, the time is not something you're going to find. You're not going to find the time, Michaela, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to create the time um, for ourselves. And so for like high-powered women, I work with a lot of you know, women entrepreneurs that, so they're running their own business and just like you and I, right. Many times we, we, we do it all. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the one that throws out the garbage here in, in, in the office in between clients, <laughs> right? Because that's what we're used to, to doing and the expectations 
is ingrained in us. It's, it's not just outside, it's, it's ingrained. So I talk a lot with, with women about in their unique circumstances, what, what places can you create and with, with, with your schedules. So sometimes I start with as simple as, okay, pull out your calendar. Okay. And your generation obviously does it all on your phones, right? Yeah. My generation <laughs> used a written agenda. I have right? both, but they both work. <laughs> exactly. So I say, okay, pull out your phones and let's take a look at where your day is and find me 15 minutes, three times a week, 15 minutes. So then they say, okay, here and here and here and here. Okay. Now I want to help them to create the space. Okay. Because if we do those 15 minutes at our desk while we're having a sandwich, trying to ignore our phone or our email, mm, that's not, again, we're not, we're not helping ourselves. Right. So I say, okay, 15 minutes, what's the space going to look like? A lot of us are working from home. I am not. I I did not want to work from home. That's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> you can come back if you want. <laughs> but but I always I came always into my office, in part because I could, but in part because this is where I could create that you know that uh, mindset. Okay. So when I would say to them, "Where are your fifteen minutes?" Very often, people stayed inside. Okay, this is what what our life has been, right, for the Mm -hmm. last 18 months or so. But whenever possible, I encourage people to create the space outside. Outside. Connect with nature, ground yourself, literally feel kind of, you know, the heel toe, heel toe on the ground. I don't care if you're just, you know, standing right outside your house or outside your workplace under a tree. And you're just going to use those 15 minutes to just kind of look around, you know, literally we got to lift our heads out of the computer screen. Right. And, you know, like turn to the right and turn to the left and tell me what you see. And that becomes the 15 minutes that I, because it, it has to be something that really gets shifted at a very, very um, almost cellular level. Almost selling. Uh-huh. So from then I start then where I help them kind of broaden that. We don't start with saying no to abuela. You know, we don't start with, um, you know, leaving the baby longer at daycare. We don't we don't start with the the really high expectations of us. We start with what are the 15 minutes that you're willing to create and be someplace that are just yours, that are just yours. And tell me what that would look like for you. Wow, that's so good. And it's almost like you're interrupting what you're doing, you know? That is absolutely it. Yeah, because we get used to, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to isolate yourself nowadays. Yes. So yes. I love, I love the interruption. Sometimes mm-hmm. we need to interrupt Mm-hmm. purposefully, I guess, purposefully, <laughs> intentionally. Absolutely. Okay. This is all, and that's a great term. This is all about being purposeful. This is all about stepping into your life a little bit more intentionally expectations that have been ingrained. Like you said, intergenerational kinds of expectations that sometimes uh, happen through trauma, sometimes just happen because you know what, that's, 
That's what our parents had to give us, our caretakers. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing they had to give us. So sometimes it's through trauma. Sometimes it's through they don't have anything else. But all of those expectations are are really at the cellular level. The body holds them for us, you know, at a really sensory way. And so we start there. Can you just give yourself permission to interrupt? And I, I love your term. I, I'm, I'm going to steal your term. If that's steal okay. it. You can have it. <laughs> well, I love that you said permission because the whole point of this podcast is for women to give themselves permission mm -hmm. to be who they were created to be, not who their dad said or their mom said. Mm -hmm. um, so in talking about family, <clears throat> excuse me, in talking about family, I want to ask you, how do you do this if you have overbearing family? <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it has not been easy. It has been a journey. I will tell you that um, it, you know, in my case, it took my father many years to really come to a place where he could not only um, understand a little bit of the work that I did, but actually grow to, to respect it. OK, because since a lot of what we do is is um, in confidence and behind closed doors, uh, my father really couldn't see, couldn't see what I did and couldn't really see the effects of those things. And so it took um, everything from uh, uh, laughter to joking to tears to, um, in, in my early years, uh, anger, angry confrontations with my father, and particularly my father, um, because he didn't understand the kind of work that, that I did. Um, and very, although he was progressive in education, right? go to school, you have to go to school, uh, you don't need to be dependent on everybody. The traditions were ingrained in his head too. So my father would say to me, well, it's it, it's all right. Do do your work there. Um, what what he would say to me, always joking, well, do your work there con tus loquitos. Like he would say. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> right. And he was joking, you know, he was joking, but again, just a lack of, of understanding. Um, and, and do your work there. And it's okay because, you know, you, you still have, you know, your, my, my husband, Laz. And he would say, well, Laz is there. And that would be infuriating, you know, that he didn't really understand that, that I, you know, I was doing this all by myself, solo, you know, that it was great to have a partner, but my partner was not front and center in my in my work in my business and in the in the running of my space you know so i i never shied away from those conversations with my father so get, getting to your to your question i think that um you depending on on what your circumstances are but i i would encourage people to again intentionally step into those conversations if if you have people that are at least a little bit willing to have the conversations with you great if there's safety concerns or if there are people that are just completely you know antagonistic okay then i encourage you to create your own family you know we we have the blood family that that sometimes we don't have any choice with OK, mm -hmm. but we also as we get older, we can create a, a, a tribe, a community, right, that that can really help you or encourage you along the path that that you that you can envision for yourself. 
and I don't necessarily, I didn't, I don't necessarily encourage people, friends or, or clients to do complete cutoffs unless there is like real significant, you know, abuse, real significant. I, I don't encourage cutoffs because I think that's wear and tear for us, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally. But I, but I do encourage boundaries. So if somebody isn't going to understand, all right. So we come to a place of, uh, I'm going to let that person live their life their way. And I continue mine. And then I have to create my tribe because we do need, we do need support. Yeah. Life. We're not, we're not supposed to go through life completely alone. That's not how we were created. That's not what our that's not how we were wired, any of that. Wow, I love that. Just, you know, creating your tribe. And <clears throat> I think I think sometimes it's hard for women to, especially because I think we're so like family oriented mm-hmm. and you hear the, oh, but that person's still your mother or that person's mm-hmm. still your so-and-so. And mm-hmm. sometimes, I think sometimes you, it's okay to just distance yourself, especially when it's toxic. And, um, but I, I love what you mentioned about, like, when you just cut people off, it's like, not good, but it just kind of mm-hmm. depends on, on your circumstance. So I love that you mentioned that. Um, so what else would you like to share? Like, I, I would really want to ask you, for the woman who might be listening, who's like, Hilsa, I feel like my life was meant for more, but I just feel so stuck uh, maybe with serving everyone else mm-hmm. with maybe my dreams are being shot down. What mm-hmm. would you say to that woman? Well, I would say to her that create a vision for yourself. I believe a lot in the old school tried and true method of paper and pencil mm-hmm. okay especially a good pencil with an eraser or okay so the tried and true take a look at and create a vision for yourself where do you see yourself one year three years five years where do you see yourself personally where do you see yourself professionally and then really fill that vision in almost like you're coloring Inside the lines, outside the lines, but like really fill it in with as much color. And and people say, well, what does that mean? I tell them, okay, give give use all your five senses. Tell me, you know, where do you see yourself in a year? What are you doing? What are you saying? Who's around you? Who would you like? And fill it in in as much technicolor as possible. Okay. And put it down on paper. Maybe I have I have uh, clients that are are artists in different ways, whether it's music or writing or dance. I'm, I write, so I believe in paper and pencil. But if you see things in pictures, draw me a picture. If you hear things in music, write me some lyrics, you know, um, but really create that picture for yourself. It's what, it's what now a lot of people use as a vision board, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I, I would say do that because when we're clear on, on our path, okay, then you can fill that in with, all right, so where do I get the support to stay on my path? And who, who's going to be most likely to um, fill my cup or drain my cup? And you have an ability to ask yourself these questions. 
when you have that picture. Now, like you said, maybe some of them are saying, well, I really, I know I got to do something different, but I don't know what it is. Okay. Even that is a place to start because I believe in dreaming, Mikaela. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're all children of immigrants. Our parents had to have dreamt something that brought them here to the States. Right. And then we took a piece of their dream and we said, okay, well, I want to do X. And like you said, sometimes we get knocked down along the way. Okay. Um, And then most importantly, I encourage you find somebody to share this with could be informal, a friend, uh, a mentor, a religious leader, somebody that you feel could could help you to like really hone this could be professional okay i i love working with somebody who comes in and says you know i i want to start this podcast but you know i don't think anybody's really going to listen to me and <laughs> what do i have to say that anybody wants to hear and then i love helping that um expansion that's so, so cool. i would tell you create a picture a picture in your head and fill it out really boldly. And if you're not sure what that picture is, then let, let, let's take a survey. Let's ask people how they see you to start the process. Oh, good. I love it. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> yes. You are just so amazing and so real, right? You're like just speaking as, as a sister and a, and a woman and just, be, you know, just being so real. And I think that we need more more women who are willing to, and I know this is what you do for work, but just willing to share their time to be that voice that we need to look up to, that we need to receive from. So I just want to tell you how grateful I am that you're here with me. Mm-hmm. Um, as we wrap up, anything else that you'd like to add? Well, um, just, you know, I, I listen, the, the handle that I chose for Instagram is at tough love healer. And the reason that is because that's pretty much, as you said, who you see in front of you is pretty much who I am. And that that's, and, and that pretty much those are my beliefs. Do I do this as work? Yes, but I really don't. This is this is who I am with my friends. This is who I am with, you know, with my daughters. I have two grown daughters at this point. This is what I believe. You know, we, we have a path. You can decide to sit in the middle of the road and not do nothing with your path. That's okay. Um, but if you decided that you wanted to get yourself off, dust yourself off, find a tribe that will help you to do it, professional or unprofessional formal or informal, but just somebody that will tell you the truth lovingly, but no sugarcoating, you know, tell you the truth and, and create a plan. It's a lot of fun actually when you want to, you know, create. Yeah. So cool. Well, I'm glad you shared your handle. I'm going to add it to the show notes, but I did, that was my next question. Where can people find you and follow you and connect with you if they'd like to? Well, uh, at, uh, I am on Instagram, the Tough Love Healer, um, as well as my website, uh, healsafort.com. You can uh, find a little bit of my uh, uh, Monday morning musings, as I call them in my blogs, and just kind of some information. And, and you know, feel free to give me your thoughts, give me your um, experiences, your anecdotes, because I, you know, that's what I loved about listening to your podcast. It's just 
really it is a, a cafecito in the morning kind of conversation. <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I am so glad that you all were able to share some cafecito with us, some virtual cafecito. Please go follow Ilsa. Please, please like connect with her. I think mm-hmm. that she will really just inspire you and empower you. Um, so thank you so much again for You're being welcome. here. And um, talk to you guys later. God bless. Thank mm-hmm. you.